Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show for Bayern Munich's upcoming Bundesliga match against VFL Bochum. And this is <laughs> one of those weeks where so much has happened off the pitch that the game has really almost become secondary to everything else. Uh, but luckily, for the purposes of this discussion, much of what has happened is applicable to this game, so we can weave it into the discussion here. But like we always do, let's take a look at where each team is in the table, what their recent form is, and just get a feel for how things are going. Of course, we'll start with Bayern Munich. Through 21 match days, Bayern is sitting atop the table in the Bundesliga. They have 17 wins, one draw, three losses for 52 points. Uh, Bayern has scored 68 goals and has allowed 21. Over their last five games, Bayern has four wins and one loss. Last week, Bayern captured a 3-2 uh, kind of really nervy win over Arbe Leipzig, which I think really uh, showed some of the good things and bad things uh, that are going on with Bayern Munich at this point. But, uh, you know, if anything, it showed that Bayern is still – one, susceptible to teams that are going to challenge them, but two, good enough to be able to push those teams away in the end. So overall, it was a positive result, obviously, for Bayern Munich. And, uh, you know, this week probably won't be so challenging, but for other reasons, this match could be a bit of a trap. So we will take a look at those in a second. But first over to VFL Bochum, who through 21 match days has seven wins, Four draws, 10 losses, uh, just 20 goals for, which is really low. In fact, it's the second lowest in the league uh, next to Groyter Firth. And 30 goals allowed, which is not terrible. It's actually in the, uh, I guess, to the upper end, to the middle part of the league. But in 11th place, Bochum has uh, one win, two draws, and two losses through their last five games last week. Uh, VFL Bochum picked up a 1-1 draw against Hertha Berlin. The previous week, it was a 2-2 draw against FC Köln. Uh, if you go back three weeks ago, Bochum dropped a 1-0 victory to mine. So this Bochum squad is uh, one, uh, their game, right? They they are going to challenge whoever is on the pitch with them. Overall, they're just not as talented or deep or strong or fast <laughs> as Bayern Munich. So how this game should play out is Byron rolls onto the pitch, puts Bochum down uh, early and piles on after that. But as we all know, things don't go that way all the time. So let's take a look at some of those things that might prevent Byron Munich from actually being able to put the beating on Bochum that they probably should. So let's start out with who is, is not going to be there. And obviously we know that Jamal Musiala, uh, tested positive for COVID-19, so his status is listed as out for this match. Uh, the big surprise of the week, really, uh, from a squad uh, health perspective, was uh, Manuel Neuer's knee surgery that occurred on Sunday, which was completely crazy and unexpected. No one knew what was happening, although we did see stories last week talking about Neuer picking his own schedule that should have been a red flag, but a lot of us really missed on that, even looking into it and exploring what exactly that meant. But as we know now, Neuer was not practicing a lot because he was planning to have surgery after the Leipzig match. 
Uh, of course, Sven Ulreich will step into that role. And we had a little bit of a scare with hashtag Sven the wall as well, because uh, there were some rumors floating that uh, Ulreich was held out of practice because of some positive COVID-19 tests uh, with people he had been around. It could have been his family or friends, not quite sure. I believe the report was his family, but I don't want to say anything uh, definitively because I didn't issue the report. Um, but Ulreich ultimately tested not uh, negative and he will be in between the sticks for Bayern Munich. Uh, this is a big opportunity for him. Obviously he's on a one-year deal. So every performance that he can put in, every chance that he gets, it's an opportunity for Sven Ulreich to show Bayern Munich he is the right person to continue to back up Manuel Neuer. Of course, Bayern Munich has a couple of youngsters on campus in Christian Fruchtel and Johannes Stenk, who are both regarded as pretty good prospects. I think Fruchtel's star has lost a little bit of luster over the past two years. I think at one point he was definitely looking like the player that would eventually succeed Manuel Neuer, but it does not look that way anymore. So whatever Ulreich can do to go out and impress his bosses will probably go a long way in helping him secure a contract for next season. For Ulreich, it's a great opportunity that comes from an unfortunate event. Obviously, Neuer's knee surgery is not great for the squad overall, but Ulreich is a veteran. He is dependable. And he has shown that he is able to fill in for Manuel Neuer when called upon. So hopefully he can maintain those types of performances that he has shown in the past when filling in for Neuer. I think Ulreich uh, really is, is a quality goalkeeper. I think that he is a, a player that the club, I think that they can trust. And I think that the team also trusts him and they don't lose any confidence when Ulreich is in between the sticks. So let's hope that Sven Ulreich can go out and can show uh, his talent, prove his medal, and uh, give the bosses a reason to extend his contract for at least another year. And it's possible. I mean, if, if Ulreich can put together a string of quality performances here while Neuer is out, I think this would go a long way in helping him have a job for next season. So whether that job would be with Bayern Munich or somewhere else uh, remains to be seen. But I think, you know, Ulreich has the opportunity here to do some good things for himself and for the team. With Musiala being out, it's, it's kind of interesting because he's been the super sub for Julian Nagelsmann throughout this season. And I, I kind of wonder where this will leave Nagelsmann in terms of his bench. Uh, and it's interesting to me because Musiala, obviously, he is mostly known for his prowess as an attacking midfielder, though he's been a great wing for Bayern Munich. And Nagelsmann thinks that he can be a six or an eight. So this is all kind of crazy uh, for the types of roles that would need to be filled uh, if Nagelsmann looks to his bench, which he almost certainly will. Um, so one of the players that could really stand the benefit from this is Paul Vonner, who uh, the youngster who was just signed to a professional contract. He is now a first team player. Uh, he has a boatload of potential, but this would be a good opportunity for him as well. If his number is called to go out and show that he is capable of competing at this level consistently and that he can make an impact. So I don't know if Nogglesman will look that far down the bench, but I think there might not be a better opportunity than this match against VFL Bochum to, to really give Vonner an extended run. And I don't know that, that Nagelsmann will lean on him for a 30-minute showing like he typically does with Musiala. But it's a possibility. 
um, you know, this could be an opportunity for Mark Roca as well to get back into the mix. And uh, depending on how exactly Nagelsmann decides to line up, we could see any number of, of players filling different roles. If he goes with that offensive heavy lineup like he did last week, I think things will pretty much be status quo with the, the starting lineup. But we could see more subs, especially because uh, Bayern Munich will be facing off on Wednesday in the Champions League against Red Bull Salzburg. And that's really the last major kind of distraction that could affect Bayern Munich here. We've obviously talked about the the injury to Neuer, the COVID-19 test for Musiala. We didn't really touch much on Nicholas Sula and his surprise announcement of transferring to Borussia Dortmund because we've covered that in other shows. But that's also uh, what I would say a little bit of a distraction for the squad. But there is a slight possibility that Bayern Munich, despite being a, a veteran experienced team, could be looking ahead toward that Champions League match. When you look at things like 11th place Bochum being probably one of, this is awful to say, but maybe one of the teams with the least overall talent in the league. I I, I think I feel pretty safe in saying that. It's not that they're a bad team or that they have bad players, but even some of the clubs that are behind Bochum in, in the table right now, like Wolfsburg, Gladbach, Hertha Berlin, Augsburg, Stuttgart, they all probably have more talent top to bottom than Bochum has. Now, Bochum, of course, has performed better this season, but still it's the type of team that Bayern Munich could overlook on the way to a Champions League match. So while I don't think that Bochum is going to come out and get the win here, I do think there's a possibility where Bayern might have to shake off the cobwebs and really get going uh, just to, to kind of get past all the events of this week and then to refocus on the game and take some of the looking ahead aspect of this away from that upcoming Champions League match. So uh, what I think Nagelsmann will do for his lineup will probably be something like this. So I think we'll see Sven Ulreich back, and he will be in that. Obviously, there will be no Alfonso Davies once again as he's out for an extended period. So I think we'll see that back three, and I do think it will be Luca Hernandez, I think it will be Dio Upamakano and Benjamin Pavar. I think Nicholas Sula probably hits the bench after that announcement this week. I don't think it's a permanent spot on the bench, but uh, I, I'm not so sure that Nagelsmann will roll out with him. I mean, I wouldn't be totally shocked, but it seems like this is the opportunity to start to make that transition to Upamakano and Hernandez as being the center backs and then to stick with Pavar as part of that back line as he will likely resume his role at right back once the club uh, is back and fully healthy and can play a back four once again. So we'll go with that back three of Hernandez, Upamakano, and Pavar. I think in the midfield, we are going to see Joshua Kimmich and Quentin Taliso once again at the midfield. I think We'll also see all three wingers start together in Kingsley Coman, Leroy Sané, and Serge Gnabry. So it's really interesting thinking about how this will all work. Uh, It's just kind of crazy. Like when I saw that lineup against Leipzig, it was so offense heavy. I was was very curious to how things would go. But in typical Nagelsmann fashion, they worked out in the end. I mean, there were definitely some iffy moments, but – 
the only thing I worry about in, in putting so many players like that on the pitch together is the spacing on offense and, and how things look in the final third. But it seems like they've all gotten used to playing together. And it really, it really presents uh, the opposition with, with some, some issues. I mean, the opposing teams have to look at all that offensive talent and wonder how they can stop at all, who they have to account for. And they certainly cannot give as much attention to players like Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller, who will fill out the rest of that starting 11. When you have uh, Gnabry and Sané and Coman all on the pitch together, it is just a menacing lineup. Whether that works or not in the long run, whether Nagelsmann will, will try that in the Champions League, I don't know. But for now, against a team like Bochum, I think that he will do that. The only really wild card I think we could see is if, if Nagelsmann decides to rest players, and if he does, I would think one of those three wing players would sit down. I could see Toliso being replaced for someone like Sabitzer or Roca. Um, and, and, you know, like we talked about, we could see Sula in this match and then see him benched for the Champions League. That's also a possibility. But there are just, you know, with a roster like Bayern Munich's, you have so many different combinations you could use. Julian Nagelsmann is just a mad scientist in trying to weave it all together. So, in the end, that's the 11 I would go with. Um, but what that all leads to is a final score of Bayern Munich for VFL Bochum nil. And, and while I've given you probably half a dozen reasons as to why Bayern could struggle in this match, I think they'll pull through. I think they're too talented, too veteran, too experienced, um, too fast for VFL Bochum. And as much as Bochum might try and park the bus. I do think Bayern Munich is going to be able to break through, especially if they use that offensive heavy lineup. And it's just going to be a relentless uh, segment of pressure <laughs> in the first half that will eventually wear Bochum down. And whether this means Bayern's only up 1-0 or 2-0 in the first half remains to be seen. But I think the second half could get ugly for Bochum as I just think they're going to get worn down. Against a team like Bayern Munich, you can't play on your heels as much as Bochum might have to in this match. So I think it'll be a relatively easy victory for Bayern Munich. I do acknowledge that there are definitely some threats that that could come uh, into play here in terms of looking ahead. But uh, Bayern's too good for that right now. Bochum, I think, is kind of punching above their weight in 11th place right now. I don't think that they are the 11th most talented team, so... This is a spot where Bayern Munich should be able to take care of business and then move on to the Champions League. So that's all we've got for this episode. Uh, of course, stay tuned for the weekend warm up podcast, which will be coming out uh, later tonight. And uh, of course, get all of our great match coverage on Bavarian Football Works, including our post game podcast, which will all come out this weekend. You can always get me on Twitter at the Barrel Blog. You can get our site at Bavarian FB Works. Get our tweetmeister, Tom Adams at Tommy Adams 71. You can get the immortal one, I need no name, at BFWINNN. And uh, you can always uh, check out Samarin and Schnitzel on our website. Uh, they're not on Twitter, but they're, you know, they are some of our regular contributors. So you can always get them there as well. Uh, that's it for this episode. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next time.